morning. Welcome to another episode of History on the Workbeat. Today we take a look at the life of Dr. Yella Prakata Subbarao, who made some of the greatest discoveries in medicine. A name that stands right up there along with other greats like Alexander Fleming Ronald Ross. Born on the 12th of January 1895 in Bhimgarh, a small coastal town in Andhra Pradesh. On the same birth date as Swami Vivekananda. November 1994, when a deadly plague had struck Surat and parts of Maharashtra, a third-generation tetracycline called doxycycline helped in combating the plague epidemic and controlling it. The tetracycline was the effort of his untiring efforts and in what was the centenary year of his birth, it was his own way of paying back to his own country. A country Subarov had left in 1922 for the US and where he did his work till he passed away in 1948, just a year after independence at a very young age of 53. And yet there was no staunch nationalist than this man, a devout Kandian who wore Kadi surgical dress in response to the Swadeshi call. An act that turned the displeasure of his surgery, Professor M.C. Bradfield at Madras Medical College and for which he was given the lesser LMS degree instead of the MBBS degree in spite of the fact that he was a brilliant student. It meant that he could not enter the Madras Medical Service and he had to settle for a job as an anatomy lecturer at Dr. Lakshmi Pati's Ayurvedic College in Madras. It was during his stint there that he developed an interest in Ayurveda and began to do a whole lot of research on the topic. Subaru came from a rather humble background. His mother had to pawn her jewellery to get him educated and it was a financial support from Kasturi Satchanara and Muthi that enabled him to study, who later would also be his father-in-law. In 1923, his father-in-law Law once again supported him financially when he was to leave the U.S. for higher studies. He was also with assistance from the Malladi Sachalingam Naika charities in Kakinada. It would purportedly denote, however, that Subbara was allowed admission to Harvard Medical School as a physician and his qualifications were cited as a chemist. These are the two professions that were exempt on ban of immigra- on immigration of Indians into U.S. as they were not Caucasians. Even those Indians in the U.S. who had all the legal requirements to become a citizen were not allowed to become so. Though Subbarao could be able to get his two-year-old student visa extended, the fear of being deported back to India for any minor infraction always hung over him. And during World War II, Subbarao had to carry an alien registration card around, report his address to every three months of the Department of Justice, Washington. In fact, when he was working on supervision of processing a blood albumin for supply to Navi, he had to get a special clearance in 1942. And even at Hartford, he got a position only as a junior faculty member after he finished his diploma there. But it was along with Cyrus Fiske that he made one of the most significant discoveries of our times. During the 1920s, many scientists were trying to understand the chemical stories in our body, where energy was stored in which the body drops upon whenever needed. To put it in the most simpler term, how exactly does the body store the energy we get from eating and which we'll be needing later on? It was Subbaf along with Fisk who discovered phosphocreatine and adenosine triosphosphate or ATP, two chemicals in our body that store energy. Whenever the body needs energy, ATP is converted into ADP, adenosine diphosphate, while it gets replenished by phosphocreatine in the body rest. His work demonstrated the importance of phosphorus in our body and also how to estimate the phosphorus content in living organisms. The fiscus bara method of estimating phosphorus is used to date by most biologists around the world and he now began to be quoted in most biochemistry publications around the world. However, when Harvard denied him a regular faculty position, Subbaro lived for 11 in the now part of OIL owned by Pfizer in 1940, where he did some of his most significant work. 
Dose it later limit tomorrow become to work on discovering antibiotics that had a wider range of use than the available penicillin and streptomycin, which in a way led to the discovery of polymyxin widely used even today in cattle feed and oromycin. The first are the various tetracyclin antibiotics, which are first used at one time or other. The tetracyclin antibiotics played a major role in saving millions of patients all over the world during the last centuries. Oromycin, the first tetracyclin antibiotic discovered by Subbarov, was introduced in 1948, the same year he passed away at a very young age of 53. Oromycin was effective against both gram-positive and gram-negative germs, making it much more powerful than the penicillin or streptomycin. And another of third-generation tetracyclin's toxicillin was clear as the preventive drug for malaria and was used by the UN Resistance Mission in East Timor. In 1945, Subbarov, along with his team, had led a lift synthesized folic acid from liver and a microbial source which would play a role in curing tropical sprue. For Subarov, it is a personal achievement to be at scene two of his brothers fall prey to the disease and he himself came close to death there. The discovery was found to cure many anemias and in 1988, US government ordered all grain products to be enriched with folic acid to prevent the spinal cord defects for newborns. One of the most important cancer drugs, methotrexate, synthesized again by Subarov. The drug is used primarily for alleviating suffering from the bucket's lymphoma and was also one of the very first cancer chemotherapy agents. Apart from this, methotrexate is also used for childhood leukemia and many forms of adult cancers and to control hematite, arthritis, and psoriasis. It's ironic that a man who made such seminal discoveries in the world of medicine and probably saved many lives has not really got recognition due for him. During his tenure at Little Day as Director of Research, another important discovery he made was on Fetrachan, the cure for filariasis. It was primarily the outcome of a project that aimed to protect U.S. soldiers fighting during the war in the Pacific against malaria and filariasis. Filariasis was one of the most serious diseases during the time that led to the deformity causing elephantiasis. Subaru's discovery of Fetrachan went a long way in combating this disease, which has now been adopted by WHO as a key element of its campaign against elephantiasis. He passed away in 1948 at a very young age of 53, a naturalized citizen of US, something he caught after a long period of struggle. He had a lot more to offer to the medical world and in fact he might have come back to India just then newly independent and maybe even played a greater role too. But as Dorian Alter episode in 1950, you probably never heard of Dr. Yella Pagrasubarov. Yet because he lived, you may be alive and up today. Because he lived, you may live longer. In effect, Dr. Subarov was a true Kamayo. He wanted to do this work to the best of his ability and selflessly. A man who straddled two different worlds, an American citizen with an Indian heart, a man who made some of the most seminal, seminal contributions to the field of medicine and saved innumerable lives. In essence, Dr. Subarov epitomized Hindu saying, Manava Seve, Madhav Seva. Service to humanity, service to God. Salutes to a noble soul.